No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. Let's go! Hello, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you are. It is Wednesday night, and it's, and it's the dawning of a new age. Thank you for joining us on the Daily Boogie Podcast. As always, so much to get through, so little time. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to unfollow me from Twitter... And you can do so by heading to my Twitter page at Boogie Bumper. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. If you'd like to leave a tip during tonight's proceeding, the preferred method is, of course, streamlabs.com slash Boogie Bumper. We've got so much to get through, boys and girls. So much to get through, boogers. Uh, don't forget, as always, tonight's recommended drink is cheap box wine. Tonight's recommended snack, bland brand, no name crackers. This is the official wine and crackers broadcast. Here on a Wednesday night, we're gonna have fun. Don't worry, got lots of fun stuff to do. Hey, you go always look on the bright side of life. Thank you for joining us. It's okay. No, Stella Beth in the chat, no more boogers. That's true. They did take away our subs from DLive, but you know what? The booger label will live on in the hearts of those who were lucky enough to experience it. I think that's a fair. You know, don't be sad that it's over. Be happy that it happened. So, uh, Minister of Fun, did you delete your DLive? No, no, still on DLive. Hello, DLive. Thank you for joining us. DLive, uh, Trovo.live, Pure Social Network, YouTube. Uh, Periscope for the short time being, but not for long because they're about to wrap it up. But anyway, uh, anybody watch the news today? <laughs> of course. Lots of it. It's, it's a new day, ladies and gentlemen. It's a new era. It's a new time. What a time to be alive, too. I'm really excited for what the next little, little period is going to hold. So if you don't follow me on Twitter, incidentally, over the last 48 hours, I've been very busy on Twitter and I can say we've had a very productive couple of days on Twitter, ladies and gentlemen. We have managed to cull a good 500 people in the last two or three days from the Twitter account. Overall, over like the last couple of weeks, I would say we've lost about 10% of all the followers, which first, it's a, you know, it's not a big deal, but for a small Twitter account, like it's only 3,000. So, and well, now it's not. Now it's like 2,000, two and a half. So, <laughs> so you know, 10% a whack. But I'm, I'm not really, I've never really been a Twitter guy. I know people have like strategies on how to grow an account. You know, you have to comment like this and you have to use hashtags like this and then you have to get in the mentions of these people and stuff. It's like, eh, if I want to manipulate people into following me on Twitter, then, uh, you know, I'll ask. I'll come to you. I'll ask you for tips. But if I, you know, I just use Twitter like if something pops in my head, I tweet it out. If I see an article and I think of something, I tweet it out. That's, that's about the the length and breadth of my Twitter operation here at the Daily Boogie. But uh, I was watching the inauguration earlier today, of course, the inauguration of Joey B, ladies and gentlemen. Congratulations, Mr. President. Congratulations. 
the legs on my hair were going the other way when I was watching the proceedings this morning. I can tell you it was very exciting. There were chills were going down the back of my neck as though as though a you know as though a dead person were breathing very gently down the back of my shirt. I was getting these experiences, these rushes. And I may I, I will put it out there. I may have been doing a little bit of drunk tweeting this morning watching the <laughs> watching the thing. But <laughs> well. But I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to pander to people. So I tweeted out earlier, look, I have no interest in being popular with people who will just instantly turn on you the second you say something that they disagree with. And you have to understand, I've had a lot of that over the last three or four years because I'm always I'm always going to challenge that. I don't care if it's on the left or the right. You know, political correctness, left or right, I will challenge it. Absurdity, left or right, I will challenge it. And yeah, a lot of people are very happy for, you know, to, to giggle on giggle along and stuff when I'm talking about CNN or Brian Stelter. <laughs> Fuck yeah, idiots, idiots. But then the second I go the other way, all of a sudden, oh, he's a communist and stuff. So I have managed to cull a good amount of people from the Twitter account, ladies and gentlemen, over the last day or two. Actually, I had one guy, uh, I, I was very pleased that when I uh, when I suggested that Donald Trump should pardon the Tiger King because then regardless of which side of the aisle you're on, he'll instantly become like the greatest president in history. <laughs> and somebody replied to that something like, you know, this is dire times. This is dire times, dark days, and you're, com- you're talking about a stupid fucking TV show. And then he accused me of being a liberal, which was fun. What, are you a liberal? <laughs> and I just, I laughed. I laughed. Because I no longer care. I no longer care. And I've been saying on this show for a long time, this show isn't about telling you what you want to hear. This show is not about, you know, solving the world's problems or fixing things or leading the great awakening or waking people up. It's about none of that. I've already been reserved to the fact that Western civilization is doomed. So now we're just writing, we're just creating the obituary here. We're collecting stories to tell each other in the gulag. So to be accused of being... And here's the thing. Look, I watched the inauguration this morning. Uh, tip of the hat to Royce Lopez. Daywave Radio. I was watching on that channel, trovo.live slash daywave. And it was great fun. We were having laughs. We were playing music. It was very lighthearted. We were cracking jokes. It was fucking good times, man. Now, here's the thing. If me treating if if me tweeting about the Tiger King getting pardoned is you know is enough to draw a response to the tune of hey this is dire times stop making fucking jokes about TV shows you know that kind of that kind of vibe then you're going you're going to really struggle over the next 4 years I'm sorry I don't know what to tell you I don't know what it is about me that you thought that I was going to hold your hand through this somebody else Somebody else replied like, oh, you're kicking Q people while they're down. You know, classy move. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, boo fucking who? Politics is for the adults. Remember, fuck your feelings. Remember that thing? And I, I don't want to sound too harsh, but yes, if that's what it takes. Because for the last three years or so, try to imagine being in a position where if you mention something negative, 
And if he said, oh, I don't think that was very good, or oh, I don't think this is working out the way that people expected it to, or oh, I wish, I don't think he should have done that. I think that was a mistake. Imagine after every single time to eventually be proven correct, having people saying things like, you're a traitor, you're a communist, you're just ignorant. Why don't you do more research, right? Look at all of the proof I have here. You just have to believe. You know, if it doesn't happen, it's because you're not you're not believing enough. Stop being so negative. You're trying to divide us. Shit like this. After every single occasion. So yes. Oh, what? You're going to kick people while they're down? Well, if that's the way you want to look at it, then fine. I would just say, you know, I'm a sarcastic person and I, I cannot help but poke at people when they're taking something very seriously. It's just in my nature. So I'm sorry. So I will probably spend the next two or three days doing little cue, smart arsey little posts here and there. And if you you could, you are well advised at that point to say, fuck this guy. He's not trusting the plan. I'm out of here. And nobody will stop you. See, the thing is. Happy Hanukkah, hey. my nigga. Winning TV tipped $3. Thank you. Enjoyed Daywave and your Twitter road. You call me non-believer lol. <laughs> Thank you. Phil D'Angelo, D-Live. Uh, Trovo.live uh, slash winning TV. Ah, 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 I want to be president. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Phil D'Angelo. Enjoyed Daywave and your Twitter today. You call me non-believer. Yes, I am a call me non-believer. So here's the thing, a lot of a lot of followers of the plan have been telling me in the last couple of days, right, that they're in like private rooms and shit where Q is like the accepted reality. It's it's the consensus view that it is real and anybody who says that it isn't real must be part of the cabal. They must be controlled opposition, right? They must oh, anybody who doesn't believe in Q, they're coming the, the only reason they're saying they don't believe in it is because they've been paid off by the Satanists and shit, right? This is the kind of shit that I've copped by just pointing out things that were bad. Like for example, you've got Microsoft, you got Apple, you got Google, and you got Amazon. That looks like MAGA to me. That's the kind of shit I would get in response. Oh, what are you making such a big deal about this for? Stop dividing people. What are you, a liberal? I, he's probably only saying this because he's been paid off by somebody. It's that kind of shit. So yes, after three years, yeah, I am. I am gonna do a little tweets here and there, a couple of tweets. And if you want to say, if you want to say it's kicking people while they're down and stuff, I mean, the victim mentality never fucking ends with some people. So I'm not going to stop being myself. Sorry, sorry. Because look, I wasn't the one that's been telling you, hey. The ev- it's all going to work out in court. That wasn't me telling you. Actually, I was saying, hey, be careful before you start worshipping these fucking lawyers because lawyers lie sometimes. No, 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 no. Got to be more positive, Boogs. Stop being so negative, mate. I wasn't the one telling you that it was all going to work out and then everything is winning and everything's fine. That wasn't me. So you directing your anger at me is kind of misplaced. You should probably direct that anger at the people who built you up so much and got you to a state where you refused to even entertain the possibility that you might be wrong. Because what you're feeling now is what happens when you have an expectation and that expectation is not met. 
So, you know, I've been... The thing is, if you want to leave and you want to accuse me of being stuff, that's fine. Look, I'm not going to kick you out. I'm not going to ban you. People who have been in these rooms, these private rooms for the last couple of years, have been getting in touch with me saying, hey, guess what? Now, if anybody goes against what the mood of the room is, they're just instantly fucking banned from the room. So how about that? You know, free speech, censorship and stuff. Now you're going to start seeing a lot of these little, you know, trust the plan movements, trust the plan influences are now going to crack down on their on their viewership, right? They're going to work very hard to eliminate any kind of dissent. No, no, stick with me. It's fine. We'll find a way through this. It's okay, right? That's going to be the thing. So unlike those people, I'm not going to kick you out. I'm not going to ban you. I'm not even going to get angry. How about that? Because I ultimately don't care. (laughs) So, with that in mind. So, we have been getting a lot of replies on Twitter, a lot of play on Twitter, and it's been fun. But it is the dawning of the age of Joey B, ladies and gentlemen. Let's have a look here. I wanted to play a little bit of this. Don't worry, we've got some fun stuff to get through. Let's see a little bit of the new President of the United States. Hey, Joey B. Joey B, ladies and gentlemen. Chief Justice Roberts, Vice President Harris. Speaker Pelosi, Leader Schumer, Leader McConnell, Vice President Pence, my uh, distinguished guest, This is America's day. This is democracy's day. It's your day, America. Day of history and hope, of renewal and resolve. Oh, no. (laughs) Through a crucible for the ages, America has been tested anew. Uh And America has risen to the challenge. Yeah. Today, we celebrate the- Our Independence Day. (sighs) Triumph, not of a candidate, but of a cause. The cause of democracy. The people, the will of the people right. has been heard. Uh-huh. And the will of the people has been heeded. Mm. We've learned again yep. that democracy is precious. Mm. Democracy is fragile. Yep. And at this hour, my friends, democracy has prevailed. Right. It's going to be good, isn't it? <laughs> going to be a good four years, man, I'm telling you. <laughs> Fascist hippie, who wrote this? I'm not sure, but they... <laughs> the empty the empty political lines, right? We need to move forward, not backward. I'm not going to play the whole speech for you because I watched it already once this morning and I think once is enough. We need to move forward, not backward. We need to be strong, not weak, united, not divided. <laughs> like, oh God. It's like, yes, I, rem- I remember empty political rhetoric. I remember how bad it was. Oh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad we're getting back to normal. Yes, inspirational stuff. <laughs> now, look. On the Twitter thing, right? And culling and, you know, talk, I'm going to, I am going to, I'm sorry. I will make jokes about Q for the next couple of days on Twitter because I can't help myself. Just, just be prepared. But. I, the amount of fucking shit that I've caught over the last few years. People who are close enough to me know at least a slice of the amount of shit that I've caught from time to time. So here's a good example, right? Do you remember when Laura Loomer 
handcuffed herself to Twitter HQ, the front door. Was it Twitter? I'm pretty sure it was Twitter. So Laura Luma went down there and she chained herself to the front door of Twitter. And she was screaming. You can't do this. Did she have a megaphone? Probably. It was very screaming and hysterical and shit, right? It was Twitter. Now, at the time, I, I publicly said, the problem with that is I compared her to the clip of, we did it on the show. We played the two clips. Laura Luma screaming out the front of Twitter and then playing the clip. Remember that classic clip of the crazy whacked out chick who was throwing the garbage bin at the Milo uh, the Milo speech, right? And just screaming. And I'm saying, look, a lot of people have spent, you know, two or three years working very hard to meme the opposition into absurdity, right? And now if you come out and applaud Laura Luma and say, oh my God, isn't she wonderful and stuff, you are now just, it's the exact same. She's screaming hysterically and crying on the street while handcuffed to a building. And I said, look, you're just providing the other side with memes now. This isn't going to work out well. Just for just for mentioning that, that she looked like an unhinged liberal university student when she did that, you should have seen my DMs, man. You should have seen it. You're a fucking communist traitor. I knew it all along. You're fucking full of shit. Fuck you. Like, relentless. <laughs> and I laughed and I laughed and I laughed. Oh, what, are you kicking people while they're down? Yes, that's going to happen if you spend three years saying shit like, don't worry, ignore all the things you see, look at the things that I see, I know it's going to work out this way, trust the plan, it's all going to happen, we're winning. That's going to happen. So, Because when it doesn't go the way you say, the people that you have insulted and abused and thrown under the bus along the way are going to pop their head up and go, hi, remember me? Remember me? <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Sorry. So there was a reason for pointing these things out. Have a look at this guy. Have a look at this guy. Do you want to be this? Do you want to be this? This guy who I've... This has gone viral, by the way. This is fucking 600 likes now. <laughs> I'm fucking crying my eyes out right now. I can't stop. Oh my, do we need this? Let's do this, America. Thank you, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. It's a grown man tweeting out a selfie of himself crying because Joe Biden was inaugurated. I mean, even even when they win, they cry. And you know, I've said on this show for as long as I've been doing it, be be cynical when it comes to politics. Don't put faith in people. It's misplaced. Politics is a dirty fucking business occupied by dirty fucking people who are hungry for power, who, when they're not shaking your hand, they're stabbing you in the back. So, you know, trust, you, you don't have to trust them. Don't make it your job to prove a politician is lying. Make it their job to prove to you that they're telling the truth. Make that your starting point and you'll be far better off. No, 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 this is different this time. Trust the plan, Boogs, it's all gonna work out right. Right. So 
I mean, if you're not cynical now, like the guy who accused me of being a liberal because I made a joke about pardoning the Tiger King. No, you need to be serious. Fuck you. Because if you're not cynical by now, if you're just going to wring your hands for the next four years, then you're going to struggle to get through this. Eventually you get to, maybe, and I think this is the thing, and I, I swear to God, I'm not trying to be rude when I say this. I think a lot of the outpouring of rage and emotion and stuff, I think a lot of people have only just become political in the last five years, right? Which is understandable. Politics, for it became like Happy Gilmore. Politics is basically now like golf in the in the movie Happy Gilmore. You know the Adam Sandler movie? He's a fuck, He's a wannabe hockey player. He's rough around the edges. He joins golf, and the golfing establishment is all like, "Oh well, he's destroying golf. Look at the kinds of crowds we're getting to show up. All of these people, none of them have watched golf before. And, you know, he's trying to get the crowd revved up, and they're chanting things, and they're uncouth. You know, and they're white trash, right? So over the last five years." discussions about politics have become you know infiltrated like swamped with people who have never had any engagement in politics before which is good it's a good thing but there's a downside to it as well and that is you've probably never experienced an election loss before so you know Eventually, you'll get to an age... Like, Winning TV is in the chat, for example. Phil D'Angelo. Myself and Phil are exactly on the same plane here. Because we've been doing this for long enough. We've seen enough people who deserve to win, not win. We've seen people who are, you know, justifiably correct in a certain thing still get kicked out by courts. We've seen people with evidence be shunned. We've seen people without evidence become leaders. We've seen corrupt people go on. We've seen non-corrupt people be chased out of office. We've seen it all. Nothing is new under the sun. So if you're going to if you're going to spend like the next four years wringing your hands, and no, this is fucking serious. This is going to be this is going to be a nightmare for you. Eventually, you will get to the age where you've experienced enough political defeats in your life. You'll be able to handle what's happening now without turning into a mincing, crying lunatic. It will come if you stick with it. A lot of people won't stick with it after this. They'll say, look, I was in, I was into politics for five years and now I'm fucking out. I'm done. And that's fine. See you later. It's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So long. But for the others, if this is your first time experiencing, you know, crushing, soul-crushing defeat... Don't worry, you'll get used to it. I, I'm not saying that as a joke. If you stick around long enough, you will get used to soul-crushing defeats. Because that's part of the gig, man. Sorry, I wish I could be more positive. Why are you going to be so negative, books? Why are you going to be so negative? Because for the whole time of this show, it's never been about positive and negative. I've never come at this show and thought, hmm, I need to find a positive way to say this to people so, you know, their love for Donald Trump isn't affected, so they don't hurt their feelings. I've never done that to you. Why would I? I would feel fucking dirty if I did that to you. No. It wasn't about positive and negative. It was, uh, you know, here, here are some facts. Here are some points. Here's my take on it. You can say it's negative if you want. 
but that's only the that's the way it makes you feel. Me saying there's a good chance Donald Trump can lose the White House, you know, six months ago, was not me being negative, bro. That was me pointing out a possibility of something happening, which eventually happened, rightly or wrongly. So I'm now laughing and drinking and, you know, having a laugh at the absurdity of Joe Biden becoming president, and you're the one that's screaming and sending me messages and telling me what a ho- what a horrible person I am. <laughs> You really, you really need to direct your anger to those who deserve it. And those who deserve it are the ones who led you to believe that this can only work out one way, the positive way. Why? Because they spent the last three years shunning anybody they deemed too negative. And now their world is crashing down around them. So you'll have to excuse me for not sharing sympathy. You'll have to excuse me for, quote, kicking people when they're down. Because politics is for adults, and if you have hurt fee-fees, then this is not the place for you. This is not the place for you. Go back to your finger painting. If losing an election hurts your feelings so much that you need to lash out at people on Twitter. Because politics, it ain't the gig for you, man. Just go back to what you were doing before, because... Unless you're prepared to stick around, you have to get used to the idea that you are going to get your fee-fees hurt repeatedly. You are going to get disappointed repeatedly. You are going to feel loss and loathing repeatedly. Always. (laughs) Because that's what politics is for us. I've been saying since I've been doing this show, it's not me the voter versus you the voter, it's us the voters versus them the political class. Make of that what you will. So, yeah. Grown men openly crying, sharing selfies of themselves crying on Twitter. Even when they win, they can't stop crying. So I thought, well, let's have a look at Biden crying in the Twitter search box. Because I thought, I I bet he's not the only guy who's crying here. Because this is how you show what a good person you are now. You cry publicly. Uh, The baby crying before Biden is sworn in is like twice impeached former, never quite like POTUS, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Joe Biden crying. Everyone's seen that. I cried tears of joy watching Biden and Harris walk up to the Capitol steps. I'll be crying all day. This historic moment is what I live for. I'm not crying. Just kidding. Yes, I am. I'm crying already. President-elect Joe Biden and Dr. Jill Biden are on their way. I can feel a global sigh of relief. Let's have a look at this one. Okay, that's nothing. Show me the crying. Doesn't look like crying, sweetheart. Again, do you want to be one of these people? Do you want to be one of these people? Or do you want to be one of the cool kids who laughs at it, who finds a reason to laugh? Or do you want to sit there and go, you can't be making jokes. These are dire times. Fuck you. You're a traitor. Right? Do you want to be one of those fucking idiots? Do you want to be one of those weirdos? Do you want to be one of the people that wrings their hands and tweets about how heartbroken and stuff they are? Somebody the other day said, oh, this is heartbreaking. And I said, well, then maybe it's time for hearts to harden because it's not going to get easier from now on, right? Now is not the time to be, oh, I'm heartbroken. This is horrible. And lashing out at people who told you that this would probably happen. Whilst going back to the sanctity of the herd, right? 
retreating back to the herd where everybody else agrees with you, where everybody else says how good Q is and how real it is and how the Patriots are in control because you've already banned all the other people who disagreed with you along the way. You'll go back to those rooms and somebody will say something, it'll make sense. Oh no, wait, there's still a court case. They'll keep you hanging on. Because again, if you can't handle a little defeat from time to time, then politics is not for you. Politics is for the grown-ups. And if you need to go back to the safety of the room where everybody agrees with you, right? Like I'm I'm open, I'm public facing it. Anybody can come into this chat at any time and say, you're a fucking idiot, I disagree with you. I'm not banning people. But I guarantee you, if you go into one of these rooms where they've been telling you for the last two years everything is on track, it's all going according to plan, blah, 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 you'll get you'll get wiped out of there. Sure in the chat asked, Boogie, why do you care? I guess I just I guess I just enjoy misery, huh? Why do I get well it, it is it is the most powerful government on planet Earth, and we are the in the American sphere of influence. So what happens in the United States directly affects us. Is that a good enough reason to care? Another reason would be I find it interesting. Andrew Jackson, you're an idiot and I disagree with you. Exactly. Thank you, Andrew Jackson. (laughs) See, you can either take it in your stride or you can end up like this. Kayla caught me crying as Biden was sworn in. Crying, 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 crying. So here it is. Here's the footage. At 8.12 a.m. this morning, ladies and gentlemen, Morning Joe, who have been waiting for this moment for four years, Joe Scarborough, they're going to do their victory laps. So let's have a look. We see uh, at the White House, uh, we are looking uh, at the President of the United States and Melania Trump uh, leaving the White House for the last time. Uh, Certainly in this president's term, he claims that he may want to come back and run again uh, run another uh, time god can you imagine what a what a nightmare <laughs> what a nightmare if they now spend the next 4 years on morning joe talking about donald trump making a return in 2024 oh god <laughs> can you imagine how awful that's going to be <laughs> can you imagine every time every time there's a conversation about who may, you know, be the Republican presidential candidate in 2024. All of these corporate news outlets are going to be like, well, it's not over for Donald Trump. And that's going to feed more. Oh, no, it's part of the plan. It was always part of the plan to lose this election. The real the real plan kicks in four years from now. See, because what he's doing, it's 4D chess. It's, it's the art of war. It's Sun Tzu. What he's doing is he's retreating to regroup, you know, like Sun Tzu said in The Art of War. You know The Art of War, Sun Tzu? So he's retreating to regroup. He let them win. Do you remember in 2018? That sh- this should have been your first red flag. Back in 2018 when some, quote-unquote, we'll call them influencers. Back in 2018 when some, quote-unquote, influencers said that the Republicans deliberately lost the House in 2018. Do you remember that? No, no, it's part of the plan. They deliberately lost the House because they wanted the Senate more. Right, right. So they deliberately gave power to the Democrats to just hold these ridiculous impeachment hearings for the next two years. Yes, they did it on purpose, bro. 
so they could expose all of the corruption, you see. So what's really happening here is Trump has, you know, 4D chess, Art of War, bro. You know Sun Tzu, The Art of War? You know The Art of War by Sun Tzu? It's The Art of War. He's retreating to regroup. He let them win the presidential election in 2020 so everybody can see how bad the Democrats are. I think I'm on the fucking money here. I mean, you're laughing now. You're laughing now, but trust me, that blog post is already being typed up as we speak somewhere in the world. Right now, somewhere in the world, somebody is already uploading this to their WordPress real news site. That the the election was lost on purpose in order to expose the corruption of the Democrats and then Trump will return in 2024 and drain the swamp then. It's all part of the plan. Trust me, somebody's writing it somewhere. It's not going to stop. In 2024, but this is a former reality TV host who... It's spoken of running for president uh, repeatedly since the late 1980s. Uh- Here's what I want to happen for the next four years. Here's my prediction. I want Andrew Yang to become mayor of New York City. Because even though even though I'm not an American, I do have there's there's something about New York that's very special to foreigners. It, it has it, it's been that way for over 200 years. You know, when uh, people from Europe would go to the United States, that was their first port of call most of the time was New York City, right? So there is something very special about New York. Maybe not so much now as there was even up, maybe up to the late 80s was maybe when it changed. I don't know. You'd have to speak to somebody who was there. So I want Andrew Yang to become the mayor of New York City. I want Donald Trump for the next four years to become like a hack late night TV show host, (laughs) like a Seth Meyers, you know, late night with Donald Trump, something like that. The band leader, we can name the band leader like the chief of staff or something. President Trump. All right. He comes out to, he comes out to proud to be an American while practicing his golf swing and telling one liners. So, did you check the news today, Joey B? Huh? 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 And, 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 applause. <laughs> so, I want that to happen. And the third thing I want to happen, and this is genuine, this is genuinely what I want to happen. I want Kamala Harris to become president during this term. So, let's give, like, maybe Joey B a year or two before we shuffle him off, before we move him on. And then we'll put Kamala Harris in. But I want Kamala Harris to lose the election in 2020, uh, 2024 to a Republican drag queen who is endorsed by Charlie Kirk. That's what I want to happen. That's my bold prediction. Yes, we are making predictions for 2024 right now here on the show. Trust me. I've got a man on the inside. I've read the paperwork. I have viewed the paperwork. This is the plan. This is all part of the plan. Because how are they going to celebrate? Yes, exactly. Jim Enward in chat. Lady MAGA 2024. Exactly. Because how are they going to celebrate electing, you know, a woman of colour when she's not even part of the LGBTQ community? We can one-up them here. We'll outdo them at their own game. So I want a Republican drag queen, a based drag queen running in 2024 against Kamala Harris, one who is endorsed by Charlie Kirk. Whichever one he says is the best one, that's the one we go with. God let it happen. 
That's uh, he was uh, friends uh, with Bill Clinton and, uh, and Hillary Clinton, contributed mightily to Democrats. Uh, from Hillary Clinton to Kamala Harris as late as 2014. But he saw an opening with a racist conspiracy theory uh, <laughs> called birtherism uh, and targeted a Republican Party uh, that was far more uh, vulnerable uh, than many of its own members expected. Breeze, through his 16-person Republican field, became the GOP nominee, uh, despite, Mika, despite extraordinarily shocking comments he made throughout that campaign. No, no, no. Not despite extraordinarily shocking comments he made. I would say because of extraordinarily shocking comments he made. Right? Because of the comments he made. That's why. <laughs> you know, I, I can't believe... You know, he was elect. He breezed through the sixteen-man GOP nomination process, despite making all of these horrible comments. And there's people in the audience who are like, "No, no, I voted for him because he made those horrible, those quote-unquote horrible comments." And birtherism was started by Hillary Clinton. But again, th this is the same thing. If this is your first time losing a big election, here's another little. Here's another little hard truth for you. Something else that you're going to have to get used to. After every major election defeat or victory, the other side will completely rewrite the history of the previous administration. That's what happens every single time. That's, it's going to happen again. It will happen again. And they're going to be gloating and, you know, you can, e you can either approach this with you know, a kind of humoured detachment. You can either approach this defeat with, like, an aloof detachment because we're already doomed and we're just living in the afterglow of Western civilization now, or you can get really, really sad and really, really angry and start lashing out at people who have been trying to warn you against being really, really sad and really, really angry, but... You know, you kicked them out, you booted them, you threw them under the bus, you called them communists, you called them traitors, you said they were part of the cabal, you said they were Mossad agents or whatever fucking ridiculous shit you were coming up with. You know, that's uh, these things happen. These things happen. So, Morning Joe, very happy. Donald Trump. Uh, incidentally, I was looking for, like, short clips of Biden's speech. And I watched it earlier, and I don't want to play the whole thing. It did look as though Barack Obama was asleep at some point during it, though, which wouldn't fucking surprise me. Because he did he did go on, didn't he? I don't know who watched the Biden speech, but he did just kind of keep trailing off. I, I made the comment, he's already turning into, like, old man rambling stories. You know, back in the 70s, I remember. You know, he, that's part of who he is. There was already times when he was going off script. I'm like, this is fantastic. Hopefully we get more of this. But this is the only part of the speech that CNN clipped. Well, at least the only part that I could find. So it must have been like the best part of the speech, according to them. So let's have a look. Few people in our nation's history have been more challenged or found a time more challenging or difficult than the time we're in now. Well, you know, you've got the Black Death, World War II, the sacking of Troy, the Great Potato Famine, uh, 
How about the uh, Islamic conquering of Southern Europe? And then the Reconquista. I mean, the war in the Balkans was pretty bloodthirsty. How about how about the famine and the Soviet takeover? 19, what was it, 1916, I can, I can think of a few examples where life has been a little bit tougher than it is now. For one, all of those previous examples I gave you, one thing is for certain, there wasn't 60% of the population that was morbidly obese. <laughs> I do, I do struggle, I do struggle to go along with the line that it's never been as hard as it is right now, when airlines need to introduce new policies for purchasing two seats because so many of the people on the plane need two seats, right? I, 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 a little difficult putting those two and two together. I mean, it's been harder before. It'll be fine. Once in a century virus that silently stalks the country. It's taken as many lives in one year as America lost in all of World War II. Millions of jobs have been lost. Hundreds of thousands of businesses closed. Yes, you closed them. (laughs) You closed them. (laughs) Like I said, if you can't learn to laugh at this shit, if you... This, this is really a gut check moment for a lot of people now. And I'm not, try, I'm not trying to kick people when they're down or anything like that, I swear. But if you're going to hang on, hope is, a, in the words of Red from Shawshank Redemption, hope is a dangerous thing. Hope will kill a man. Hope, is, hope ain't going to do you any good in here. There is no room for hope now. Hope is an excuse that people use to avoid addressing the possibility that they may be wrong, that things may not turn out as well as they hope they will. That's what hope is. That's what hope is a function of. People's inability to contemplate bad things happening. <laughs> you know, millions of people are out of work. So many businesses are closing down. If you, if you can't watch this and fucking laugh and say, Jesus Christ, these people have balls, after they close the businesses down to then turn around and I'm going to save you from the from the closing of the businesses, I mean, you have to laugh at it because it's so insane. If you can't laugh, you're going, you're going to struggle, man. It's going to... The next four years, the next two years, it's going to be really, really tough. And let me, let me tell you, you're not going to win elections without... You know, one of the reasons that Trump won in 2016 in the first place was the laughing, was because it was fun, right? It's because a lot of people had fun with it. And once it became something else, once it became there's a plan, trust the plan, and, you know, we need to investigate the supernatural and all that, and once it became that, then it wasn't as fun anymore for a lot of people. But whatever. That's, that's, that's history now. We need to look towards the future, ladies and gentlemen. And the future is Joey B. A cry for racial justice. Cry. Some 400 years in the making yes. moves us. The dream of justice for all will be deferred no longer. Mm-hmm. A cry Woo. for survival comes for from planet itself. A cry that can't be any more desperate or any more clear. And now, a rise of political extremism white supremacy, 
domestic terrorism that we must confront and we will defeat. Domestic terrorism, that's you, by the way. That's another thing we've covered on the show. The surveillance state. The normalization of overwhelming surveillance, all pervasive surveillance all the time. And, you know, remember the episode where we talked about the facial recognition cameras on the border? And I said, how do you get people to go along with something that they would otherwise not go along with? You tell them that it's for their own safety. It's for their own protection, right? So the technology that was being used and people, you know, a lot of Trump supporters were gloating to me like, yes, we're using this technology. We're going to crack down. I had people gloating that during the riots last year, where, where where a dozen American cities almost burned to the ground, People were gloating, yes, the the feds are going to use facial recognition technology and phone tracking in order to get the people who were involved in the riots. <laughs> and I, w- I would just say to them, man, you, you really are just like, you're not looking beyond your own nose at all, are you? <laughs> so hang on, we're, we're against the police state, we're against surveillance, we love privacy and we love freedom. But now we're gloating about using all of this technology to catch the people. Okay, that's good. That'll only work out, Effa. It'll never happen here. Thank you for keeping me safe. Same thing with the border. How do you get people to go along with something that they would otherwise not go along with? And now all of those sips, all of those systems are all already in place now. All of those systems were applauded. So when they talk about domestic terrorism, they're talking about you. I, I've got some more stuff on the domestic terrorism. Where is it? Yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get to it in the second half of the show. I haven't watched this yet. Somebody tweeted this out. Somebody made mention of it. We could have another entry for the greatest Alex Jones rant of all time, ladies and gentlemen. And one, I've got to say this, selfishly, one of, if there are any upsides, you know you know me, you know I would have preferred Donald Trump to win. You know I would have preferred that. Because after this show, I'm going to get a whole bunch of people say he was, he was going for Biden all along. I've got news for you. I'm not even fucking American. So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> right? I have people sometimes ask me, are you a Democrat? And I'm like, bro, I'm not even an American. <laughs> How can I be a Democrat? Right? I'm not a Republican either. So I think if there is, if we can start to gleam any positives from this, I think one positive, comfy, oh, comfy friend, comfy, oh, you're my comfy friend. I need to follow comfy friend, comfy friend, comfy friend is a friend. He gets a, uh, a sword in the chat. There you go. Thank you, comfy friend. <laughs> so, you know, I'm going to get accused of being a communist and stuff. You're a Democrat. I'm not even American. Um, if there is one or two upsides that we can gleam from Joey B becoming the president now, it's this. We get Alex Jones back. Yes. Yes. Alex, come back. Alex gets to come back. Alex gets to come back and he gets to be anti-government again. He gets to be anti-politicians again because that's my favourite Alex. That's everybody's favourite Alex. Is the Alex where he's like, fuck the government, fuck the system, we need to resist, yada, yada, yada. Not the Alex that is almost bankrupted and ruined for supporting Donald Trump. Not that, Alex. 
We don't want that, Alex. So maybe we get our, maybe we get real Alex back again. So it should be fun. Let's have a look at this brand. I mean, you're, it's over. You understand? Your only shot you've got is realizing that we're screwed. Your candy-ass church isn't going to do it. Candy Your candy-ass ass boss isn't going to do it. We're a trained group of monkeys in this country. We're not what Americans used to be. We're not rugged individualists. We don't stand up for the Bill of Rights and Constitution. We're a joke, yeah. okay? Yeah. And so they got people like Brian Stelter up there saying shut down all of his competition on TV now. Yes. We covered that the other day. Uh, Oliver Darcy spent the weekend lobbying Amazon and Google to get, like, one American news network and Newsmax removed off the internet. <laughs> they're, coming, they're coming for you big time. He thinks he owns you. Jeff Zucker thinks he owns you. These are bad people, okay? <laughs> God, I missed Alex. So I've done the best job I can. I'm not bitching at the crew or you or anybody. No. I'm just saying it's hard for me to get up here and do a normal show. When we have a group of corporate criminals literally gang raping. I know them feels, bro. I know them feels. I mean, if we ever beat this thing, it'll be in the history of, of like, these people were Hitler. I mean, this is unbelievable. It's not like, oh, we're getting there. It's bad. Things are out of control. It's, it's, they've just begun. They're going to take your pension funds. They're going to bankrupt. They're going to cut the power off, the oil off. They're going to open the borders. It's over, man. It's over. It's all gone. It's all over. They're going to activate the boogaloos, FBI, ADL, terror forces. They're going to start blowing everything up. Then they're going to come arrest all the patriots. The idiots will cheer it. Then they're going to shut your power off. They want you starving in the street. They want to rape your wife. They They want to rape your wife. Perfect. See, God, I missed Alex. <laughs> God, I missed him. It's, good. it's so good to have him back. See, this is good, Alex. Yes. They're Bolsheviks. They're Jacobins. Yes. You're, it's all over, man. All over. Enjoy. All your games. In fact, America is rotting and deserves it. Now, the Satanists Ooh. aren't good. They're not God. Man, when, when people take those black pills, they go down sideways, don't they? And the more invested you are, the harder the pill is to swallow. But, you know, an angry person is not necessarily a productive person. So you can scream, you can cry. It's not going to change anything. And again, instead of lashing out at the people, instead of lashing out at those who were, you know, trying to get you to a place where should this happen, you would be able to deal with it. Instead of lashing out at them, perhaps you should draw your attention to the ones who put you in that place in the first place. Maybe. Just maybe. But that's for you to decide and for me to enjoy. So let's take a quick little five-minute break. I'm going to refresh my beverage, ladies and gentlemen. And when we return, let's get into some domestic terrorism. Of course, I'm talking about you. Of course, I'm talking about you, the evildoers now. You're the evildoers. So we'll get into some domestic terrorism and other stuff. I've got some other things for you as well to enjoy. So stick around. You're listening to the Daily Boogie podcast on a Wednesday night. Happy Inauguration Day, Joey B.
Join me, Rusty the Iceman, Sunday nights, 10.30, Standard Eastern Time, on Twitch, Twitter, Periscope, and Facebook. Do you like your novelty comedy songs organic? Handmade with painstaking care, put into every note. Well, look no further than Irrational Times. Using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later. Irrational Times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level. New songs and sketches every week, so check it out. Idiot Boogie Bumper. Idiot Boogie Bumper. Idiot Boogie Really giving that one a workout? Come on. Zlive.tv slash JJ Stone. And we love JJ here on the show. The world is a terrible place, full of terrible people doing terrible things. Thankfully, there's a weekly live stream that doesn't sugarcoat it for you. Join Major Tom Saturdays at 10 p.m. for the Big Empty. That's Major underscore Tom on DLive. Make sure to use zeros for O's because your life really is that hard. Patriots, this is your favorite Southerner, Doc Martin. Just wanted to remind you to put on your calendars to join me and your favorite near-to-wheel Yankee, Bill D'Angelo, on Saturday nights, beginning with Promises Kept at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by the Speakeasy with all of your favorite Patriots. You never know what we might cuss and discuss. That's right, Doc Martin. This is everybody's favorite Yankee, Phil D'Angelo speaking. And on Saturday night, we could have Kimmy, wise censor, defectionately known as Electrolux, the original grandma, UK Neil, Rusty, and his famous sound test show, Coffee Talk with Sandra, Earth Citizen, Stefan, the infamous Grandma Sears, Mac Daddy may even make a show up, or virtually anyone else in the world for some irrelevant fun. Yankee, you mean some irreverent fun. So be sure to join us on Twitch, Periscope, DLive, or YouTube. That's right, Doc. Follow us at Winning TV on all of those channels. So be sure and put it on your calendar. We'll be looking for you. We'll leave the porch light on. I still think it's irrelevant fun. But why are you fumbling for coins when you'll have a heavy bag? <laughs> There's a place that we can go to watch old things. All the warm, fuzzy member berries it brings. It's a special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Can't be old movies and old cartoons. We hope to see you over there very soon. It's our special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of when we were kids and there wasn't any school We'd sit and watch all the best cartoons Eating cereal until it was noon We never thought that 30 years later It'd still be cool Saturday night and cheesy movies The ones that used to show us boobies It's our special little spot tucked away on D-Live Enjoy the joy of Pessy Enjoy the joy 
This just in! The global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. This right around this world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. And shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Coming back. Second half of the show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for joining us on this inauguration day. Congratulations to Joey B and Kamala. Kamala. I don't think I have to say how does how do the I don't think because I'm not an American I don't think I have to say it like that. It doesn't when I see Kamala's name it doesn't look like Kamala. It looks like Kamala because we say A's differently here. So I think I can get away with that because I don't want to be removed off the internet. <laughs> I would hate to be re- I would hate to be removed for saying the wrong thing. <laughs> no, don't worry, it's all under control. So you got Microsoft. You got Apple, you got Google, and you got Amazon. That looks like MAGA to me. So uh, we'll be fine. Nothing bad is going to happen. Don't worry, we're winning. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. I told you, I'm not going to be able to help myself. I will have to slip in the 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 odd little fucking jab now and then. I hope you will allow me. I hope you'll give me that grace. Thank you for joining us. Incidentally, if you'd like to call into tonight's show, if you've got something you want to say, if you want to share, there's the number right there. 646-583-2700. That number again, 646-583-2700. Maybe you want to accuse me of being a communist directly with your words, with your mouthy words, which I'll more than happily accept. If you want to call me a communist, maybe maybe I'm a traitor as well. Maybe I'm a liberal. Maybe I've been a liberal all along. Hey, maybe this maybe this show itself is a psyop. You know, Q told us that these kinds of shows were going to be out there. Remember, he said everything is the wrong thing, Monica, in the chat. <laughs> Remember, though, Q did say that be careful who you follow. So I'm sure he was talking about shows like this. So this has obviously been like a big ploy the whole time. I'm actually just really a liberal. And, you know, the maybe what over what 2000 hours of podcasting that i have under my belt now the overwhelming majority of it laughing at things like new york times washington post cnn msnbc when they would report ridiculous obvious ridiculous manipulations in regards to donald trump all of that was just a play it was long game shit it was just a play to get you into my little cult here in boogistan so that we can ultimately make your former friends cry a little bit. That's all it was. <laughs> it's all a deep state operation. Lou the good dude. Boogie is Q. Yes, I am Q. We are all Q now though, aren't we? Because they're banning all of us. <laughs> we're, we're all the, we're, we are all Q. <laughs> ah, come on. 
So if you want to call in and have you say 646-583-2700. That number again, 646-583-2700. Pass the potato, 17. Why do I follow you? Very good question. Very good question. Trump's leaving, but Hollywood must confront Trumpism in its storytelling. Because as you all know, ladies and gentlemen, Hollywood has not done enough to stand against Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this you're going to love this one. We don't need more films or TV shows about Trump, but rather new shared narratives about the fear-mongering, bigotry, and authoritarianism that could create more Trumps. Because as you... You know, what I love most about Hollywood is whatever they say, everybody agrees with. Because as you know, everybody really loves celebrities now and cares about them. And, you know, I think that in the modern age, the best way that we can ensure that we stop another Donald Trump coming to power, or just maybe even another white supremacist, the best way that we can ensure that we stop another fascist like Donald Trump coming to power is to dedicate the machine of Hollywood to just doing anti-Trump movies from, from now on. I think that's going to work for us. I think that's a wonderful idea. <laughs> I, I, I think that there's a very... I think that there's a hunger out there because audiences want new shared narratives. They want new stories written about how bad Donald Trump is. Oh. We need we need new movies about how bad authoritarianism is so it never happens again. As a new political era dawns, Americans are reeling. Images of a violent insurrection incited by a sitting US president are seared into our collective memory. Oh God, if you thought that it was annoying that they keep bringing up Charlottesville every week, which happened years ago, you ain't seen nothing yet. The, 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 capital, the siege of Capitol Hill is going to be something that is beaten over your heads every minute of every day until you die. Baked Alaska, though, he's patriot. He's hero. You see, the only reason they're doing this to us is because we're over the target. <laughs> if you ask me, if you ask me, the politicians in Washington, D.C., they're scared right now. They're running scared because they because nobody can stop what is coming. The attack on the Capitol by Confederate flag-wielding thugs was both a stunningly treacherous event... <laughs> and a profound symbol of the threat to our democratic values posed by Trumpism. The hard work of fully processing these traumatic events and moving the nation into a new positive direction falls not only to political faith or civic leaders, but to all of us. And Hollywood has a uniquely important role to play. Oh, it's very nice. I'm very much looking forward to the movies. Kiefer Sutherland star, starring in The Siege of Capitol Hill. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio is going to star in a movie where he's a first-term congressman and it will show, like, his life growing up, how he became, you know, the first gay, openly gay congressman or some shit like that. And, you know, his struggles of getting to Washington... And then it will be like Blair Witch Project style filming of his experience on the day. And it will be called The Siege of Capitol Hill. And there'll be a Siege of Capitol Hill 2. 
and three and four. Let's just make all the movies about the siege of Capitol Hill. Yeah, I think that's a wonderful idea. That will stop all of the racism. At important moments in our history, Hollywood has helped Americans understand the meaning and gravity of threats to our democratic principles. Through allegory, symbolism, and often farce, creative works have reminded us of the values to which we aspire and the dangers of abandoning them. It's very well written. The McCarthy era was such a period in which red-baiting and opportunism turned Americans against each other, ruined lives, and destroyed careers. Perhaps because artists were so often its victims, they produced a vast body of work illustrating the profound harms of McCarthyism's madness. I would, I would, because the artists were so often its victims, yes, and also because so many artists are communists. I mean, let's not pretend. <laughs> you know, the victim, the real victims of the uh, McCarthyist era were the artists because, you know, they were the victims of McCarthy. Yes, they were also communists. Get that in the big jobs. <laughs> Strange coincidence, that isn't it? During the civil white, uh, civil civil rights, civil it really is the civil rights movement, isn't it? Let's be fair here. It's always has been civil rights. That's what we want. Let's can we can we get some more civil rights, please? I don't want those uppity whites like the ones that stormed the Capitol. I'm a civil rights activist. Oh yeah, what does that mean? It means I want white people to be more polite to black people. I believe in civil rights. During the civil rights movement, white supremacist politicians set dogs and fire hoses on black Americans who dared to exercise their constitutional right to vote. That's interesting because, incidentally, they don't have to do that anymore. This is obviously not a civil rights movement because now... <laughs> This has nothing to do with civil rights. This is all about protecting democracy because this is now happening. This was happening last week and uh, Fucked Up Mike tweeted this out. Have a look at this. This is Washington, D.C. a few days ago. I mean, it's the purge. Eerie, creepy stuff. Isn't it? You do have to wonder, like, with all of the images and the videos of what was going on in the Capitol, where's my other video here? I did have another one. We've gone through all of you. Oh, I had another video here of, like, fences going up in the Capitol and stuff. You do have to wonder, at some point, did some people pause? Because I, I saw earlier, like, The Guardian put out a video, uh, a video, pardon me, an article, right? You know, The Guardian, very, very left-wing, openly left-wing, very Democrat. They, they they put out an article before I took it. I was, you should never be amazed anymore, but I was still like, really? I had to double take? They really said that? The, the Guardian put out an article where they were arguing how terrible it was that fences and men with guns were patrolling DC. And I just, I just kind of retweeted it. I'm like, this is what you wanted. <laughs> oh, I didn't expect this. <laughs> what, wait a minute. 
What do you mean they're what do you mean they're gonna start tracking everybody through their phone and forcing people to take vaccinations? What do you mean what do you mean they're not gonna let me go to work unless I get a vaccine? When when did this become an idea? <laughs> oh I didn't I didn't I'm not sure I enjoy this at all. I, I thought I was I thought I was voting for uh, unity. I, th- I thought I was voting for tolerance and respect. Why is there a man sticking a, a rifle in my face? <laughs> Did any of them at any moment just have that little that little point of reflection, that little moment of reflection? Hang on a minute. <laughs> I, I, I didn't vote for this at all. What the hell is going on here? I'd like to think that some of them did, but then I also know people. And people, because they are so emotionally invested in one particular side or another, because they have spent so long believing something, they'll just rationalise it out. They'll just tell themselves that it's not really happening to them. It's not real. No, 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 this is needed. You know, what? we needed to do this because of the fascists and the thing. It's got nothing to do with civil rights and, you know, locking people out of their own capital with armed guards. Incidentally, uh, if you put a fence on the border and have armed men patrolling said fence, that's racism. If you put a fence uh, around Washington, D.C. and have armed men patrolling that fence, it's protection. It's for safety. Thank you for keeping me safe. So, yeah, the alarms going off at the Capitol. There is a curfew in effect. Unbelievable. I Wonderful stuff. And I'm proud to be an American where at least I know I'm free. Trust me, you'll be begging for Macho Man a couple of years from now. Let's move on. Let's have a look at this. Joey B got straight to work, ladies and gentlemen. So this is Joey B signing his first executive orders. And look at that pile. Joe, we've got the stuff that we want you to sign right here. I think Joey B is going to be... Joey B is the kind of guy who will get shit done. Because he will just, I think he will legitimately just sign whatever's put in front of them, uh, put in front of him, as long as the person putting it in front of him says, now if you sign this, we'll give you some cake. Okay, Joey, sign these off. You'll get a cake and some Pepsi. And then it's off to bed. There's a little nap. Because we want you nice and fresh for tomorrow. Tomorrow's a big day, Joey. But I don't want to go to bed. You have to go to bed, Joe. We're like we're taking care of you. Yes, cake and ice cream. <laughs> Just sign whatever we gave you, Joe. And what does this one say? Don't worry about it, Joe. Look at this lovely piece of tiramisu I have here. Oh, sign, sign, sign. COVID-19, along with the economic crisis following that, and climate crisis, racial equity issues, uh-huh. and yeah. you know. Uh, some of the executive actions I'm going to be signing today are going to... He has the list of executive orders that he's about to sign written down on front of him so he doesn't forget. I mean, 
What do you want? To, what do you want me to say? Look, I'm not all negatives either. I know in the first half of the show I was maybe putting the boot into you know some cute people and stuff a little bit. Maybe I was a little bit too harsh. Look, let me now I've given you the stick. Why don't you chew on this carrot? Okay, let me give you the carrot. The carrot is that Joey B is going to be so fucking entertaining that he's gonna he's going to create so many moments that you will you will find a reason to laugh again at some point. You will. It might be a week, it might be a day, it might be a week, it might be a year. But at some point, you will find a reason to laugh again. And that's when you can that's when you can start to consider coming back. That's when you can start to consider winning the next vote. That's when you can start to consider, you know, taking the country back. Because honestly, if you're going to be a miserable fucking crybaby for the next four years, then nobody's going to agree with you, regardless of what you have to say. You've, you've at least got to be, you know, nice to be around. If you're going to get all hand-ringy and accuse people of being communists and tell them that it's their fault because they didn't believe in the plan hard enough or whatever it is, then I'm sorry, you're going to be on a very small island very, very soon because the world will move on. Whether, whether it's right or wrong, it just will. Because sometimes the good guys don't fucking win another little lesson of politics if you're new to politics over the last five years that's another little lesson for you sometimes the good guys fucking lose don't worry like i said stick around you'll get used to it donald trump is not the first a good guy that you're going to see have his ass handed to him it's going to happen again and again and again and then every now and then you'll feel like you gotta win savor those moments because they come around very seldom. You need to make the most of them. So here's Joey B. He's got his list of executive orders. He looks like a very busy man. I'm sure he has no idea what are in what's in those fucking folders. But let's let's carry on. Help change the course of the COVID crisis. Uh-huh. Combat climate change in a way that we haven't done so far. And advance racial equity and support other underserved communities. We're going to rebuild our economy as well. And these are just all starting points. Uh, and. Uh, we're going to, in the process of rebuilding the economy, we're going to start the campaign and while running uh, that uh, rebuild the backbone. I mean, it's been a big day. I can understand why he's slurring a little. I mean, at this point, it was what? At least four o'clock in the afternoon. He hasn't even had his nap yet. What do you want from the guy? You can't expect too much. I mean, there's work to be done, so let's get these things signed off and then we can head off to bed. <laughs> get a nice big sleep in. It's been, I've been on my feet since 8 o'clock this morning, I'll have you know. One of the country, middle class. And so there's going to be a lot of focus on yeah, that. Yeah, and, a lot of uh, focus, yeah. I think some of the things we're going to be doing are going to be are bold and vital. Bold. And uh, there's no time to start like today. So, yes. So uh, what I'm going to be doing, uh, mm-hmm. I'm proud of today's executive action. What I'm going to be doing is I'm proud. I'm keeping the promises I made to the American people. Yep. Long way to go. These are just executive actions. Uh, they are important, but we're going to need legislation for a lot of the things we're going to do. Yes. And the first order I'm going to be signing here yes. is relates to uh, um, COVID. And uh, uh-huh. it's requiring, as I said all along, 
um, where, where I have authority, mandating masks be worn, social distancing be kept on federal property and interstate commerce, etc. This is the okay. So the first order of business is a meaningless. <laughs> I am mandating masks wherever I have the authority, which is very, 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 very little places at all. So the first, the first, the first signature, the first executive order is something that's not going to affect anybody really at all. Business as usual. We're back to business as usual. Did you see the images at the inauguration party? All of the old faces were back again. All of the old crew, the old band was getting back together again. And you know, I've, I don't. I don't want to hark on the past too much because it's about it's about going forward in, with unity with Joey B. Now we all understand that. But you know, I have said many, 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 many times, what what happens after Trump? I would say to people, it can't all be about Trump. You can't make it all about Donald Trump because he's not going to be there forever. What happens after Donald Trump? What's the plan for that? Maybe that's what the plan was. <laughs> Life after Trump, right? Because he's not going to be there forever. And the people who have occupied... Like, people like Joe Biden, for example. You wouldn't say that they were super intelligent or anything, but they're definitely super cunning. You know, Nancy Pelosi, I don't think is, you know, necessarily super intelligent, but she's definitely... She's a very cunning politician. There's a reason that these people have been able to survive in politics for 40 years. It's not because they're bad at it, right? People tell themselves that these people are terrible at politics and everything they do is terrible, blah, 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 blah. There's a reason. You can only survive in politics for that long if you are fucking ruthless. These people are ruthless. I would try to tell people, hey, it's, you know, you're, you're laughing and you're, you're getting overconfident here. Overconfidence lost the, the 2016 election and overconfidence lost the 2020 election. Haha, <laughs> it's fine. And hey, I've done it myself. Don't get me wrong. But I would still say, look, they, these people are very smart at what they're, they're very cunning at what they do. They will stab each other in the back. The only way you can be around for that long is if you're fucking ruthless about it. You destroy all in your path. So I would say, you know, people like Pelosi and Biden and other ones, they know that if they can just wait Trump out... They just have to wait him out, and then it's going to be business as usual. So I would say to people, what happens after Trump? And I would get this, I would get generally responses like, no, 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 this is going to change forever. We're waking people up forever. It'll never be the same again. Nothing can stop what's coming, right? Shit like this. But, you know, on day one, on afternoon one, he's signing a bunch of executive orders to just reverse most of what most of what Trump did in four years in one day it's going to be gone up in smoke because there was nothing after nothing came after it was just all about Trump's Twitter account for four years shit happens shit happens Google is MAGA uh, we've got a call coming in thank you for joining us hello caller hello it's Kitty B hey Happy Hanukkah, my nigga. Oh, what's happening? 
<laughs> hey, going, man. Yeah, well, my dream came true. Yeah? You, you wanted Joey B <laughs> yeah, in there? Yeah, I was one. Yeah, the time you rod dogged me in that trap house and you showed up with Hillary Clinton. <laughs> I saw the confirmation <laughs> for everyone else. It was, it was a night to remember. You remember it fondly, I can tell. <laughs> I still feel so dry. You still, you can I still, still remember that night in my hair. You can still you can still feel that icy cold breath waking its way down the nape of your neck and your back. <laughs> yep, and I didn't get my money either, so don't expect any money, guys. Ah, no money. <laughs> no money from Kitty B. <laughs> sorry, guys. I'm sorry to inform you, but at least you didn't have to feel them going and dry. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> that is all. As you were, sir. Thank you very much, Kitty B. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. The lovely Kitty B, ladies and gentlemen. Wonderful stuff. <laughs> Kitty B, who's so great in the chat, sharing out links and whatnot. Thank you for joining us. Uh, the phone line is open if you want to call in and have your say. 646-583-2700. That number again, 646-583-2700. Let's have a look at some of the security measures. Ladies and gentlemen, should, hang on. Should we do security measures or should we do this one? I tell you what, let's do this one instead because I only just caught this just before we went live today. And I think there may be some soil to be tilled here. I watched like the first 25 seconds of this. You know, we're talking about, we have been talking about for the last couple of weeks, demonetization, people getting kicked off YouTube. We've been, we've been talking about the broad scope of how to manipulate social media and, you know, video platforms and all that stuff since we started this podcast. I mean, we did an episode called How to Lose the Internet in 10 Days. I think that was back in 2018. We were already, you know, we were talking about what's happening now, essentially. But again, I wasn't trusting the plan, so I must not be listened to. <laughs> I was being too critical. I was being too negative. But whatever. Life's life's full of uh, life's full of disappointment. An old um an old left wing politician here actually once came up with one of the greatest quotes I've ever heard a politician say. Now I completely disagree with he. I don't like this politician. I disagree with you know everything he is politically. Right. Um, I find his politics particularly offensive to me. So that's he's that kind of a left-winger. But he came up with one of the greatest lines I think I've ever heard a politician say. He was asked, because people were protesting and they were getting angry at him and stuff and they were marching and stuff, blah, 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 blah. And he was asked by a reporter why he thinks everybody's protesting and they're so angry. And his response was, because life is an inherently boring experience and most people struggle with that fact. <laughs> Which I thought, like, left-wing left, left wing politician or not, that, is got, that has got to be the stock standard answer from here on out. Whenever a politician asks somebody, uh, whenever the media asks, why do you think, do you agree with the people who are out there burning down buildings? Do you agree with the angry protesters, blah, blah, blah? Why do you think they're doing this? Because... Life is an inherently boring experience and most people struggle to deal with it. That's it. So let's see what was going on in the capital, ladies and gentlemen. Unprecedented security? No, no, actually, we'll do this one instead. 
So we were talking about demonetization, people being banned off Twitter. Let's see what this is about. This is from CNN Business, ladies and gentlemen. It is entitled, Donald Trump got kicked off social media. What's next? It's a hot video. Just came out. Trump refused to stop it. He won't be tweeting dangerous bile like that anymore. Twitter permanently shut down his personal account. With 88 million followers. Following similar bans by Facebook, Instagram, Reddit, and Twitch. Deplatforming is in some ways the removal of speech, most recently being thrown off social media platforms. How can we make it so that individuals aren't able to use social media in order to organize and plan strategically different violent events? <laughs> there's there's a reason that people there's a reason that these people have been saying for the last four years that Donald Trump's rallies are violent, inherently violent. These are violent, you know, uh, gatherings, right? There's a reason that they've been saying this for the last four years. Because the hidden hand in the chat asks, like Antifa? No. <laughs> no. Of course not. That, sir. I mean, what is it about Antifa that you don't understand, Hidden Hand Podcast? What is it about Antifa that you don't get? I mean, it's literally anti-fascist. They're literally against fascism. So, I mean, if you're against Antifa, then you must be a fascist, right? Don't worry, trust, trust the plan. So there's a, there's a reason that they've been defining these gatherings as inherently violent things. It's because now, you know, if you're going to organise a protest... They're like, there's a reason that they want to declare MAGA, whatever it is now, to be a an extremist movement, a domestic terrorist movement. It's because, you know, you want to get together and have your little protest and have a have a gathering at a state capital or something. You want to protest against the government. You show up there with a Donald Trump flag, they, they're going to take you down. And now they can stop you from, you know, being having a presence online. Isn't it good? Thank you for protecting me, by the way. Thank you for keeping me safe. But what effect? Oh, pass the potato, 17. <laughs> pass the potato must be follow Q. <laughs> pass the potato. I only just got it. <laughs> pass the potato. If, bo if Boogie busts on Q again, I'm burning my Boogie Stand towel flag. Now, you be careful if you're burning the Boogie Stand flag because I'm not sure what material it's made out of, so it might be extremely flammable. <laughs> Just do it. If you're going to burn the boogie stand flag, just do it in a safe, controlled environment. Make sure you put it like, you know, get out in a field where there's a lot of dirt, nowhere near any plants or shrubbery that may catch fire. Don't do it in your own backyard. And, you know, don't wave the flag around when you burn it because people often fall into this trap. When they burn a flag, they wave it around and then melting pieces of fabric land on them and burn their skin. So I, don't, I wouldn't want that to happen to you, past the Potato 17. But if you are going to burn the boogie stand flag, you know, do it safely. What does deplatforming really have? Okay. Milo Yiannopoulos was a star in the far-right world. <laughs> <laughs> Milo Yiannopoulos was a star in the far-right world. Oh, you mean the far-right who hate gay people? <laughs> I mean, look at all of these far-right people here. I mean, the clearly, you've got Frozen Asian there with the Make American Great Again hat on. 
the white one because he's too cool for the red one. I mean, look at all of these far-right extremists here. <laughs> but they know, they know that the far-right didn't like Milo Yiannopoulos. They're saying that the far-right was a darling of Milo Yiannopoulos because you loved Milo Yiannopoulos. You know, the, the, the alt-light, you know, the MAGA, the center-right, the more mainstreamy parts, right? They know you liked Milo and they need you to be the right-wing extremists. They need you to be the alt-right. They need you to be the far-right. But of course, the reality is, the far-right never liked Milo Yiannopoulos. You know why? Because he couldn't go one single podcast without telling you how much he enjoys sucking black cocks. Oh, the far-right, dar the darling of the far-right, Milo Yiannopoulos. The intolerant, homophobic far-right. So any, anyway, darling, as I was saying, just before I pop another black dick in my mouth, you know, I've been taking black dicks in my ass all day. It's fucking amazing, it is. The far right, they love him. He's a darling to them. <laughs> you know, I mean, you have, to, you have to have a brain that has the consistency of custard to believe this. But this, this is how stupid so many people are. It makes, it makes total sense to them. When a news when CNN comes out and says Milo Yiannopoulos was loved by the far right, they don't have any problem with that because they're dumb. Because they're very, very stupid people. He had over 350,000 followers on Twitter yep. and was an editor at Breitbart. Right. But after comments seemed to endorse sex between younger boys and older men and disparaging other people on This is good because now we can get back to the bread and butter of this show. Black cocks, obviously. But whenever you hear that, that's a, that's a red flag. We can get back to... It's time to get back to basics. People people have spent the last six months uh, past the potato. Get that get that lighter ready, man. Get that flag ready. Are you ready? We'll, live, we'll give past the potato enough time to get the matches because so, he's going to be setting the flag on fire any minute now. So go and get your matches, go and get a newspaper or something, set the newspaper on fire first and then set fire to the boogie stand flag. Okay, you ready? Got enough time? I think you got enough time. How about we get back to basics? Because for the last six months, people have been more concerned with mole children being rescued from underground tunnels by patriot armies around the world. And, you know, I have a genuine genuine opinion here because they were saying when Melbourne went into lockdown it was because the Patriot armies were rescuing underground mole children who are blind because they've spent so many years in the underground rape tunnels under Melbourne thousands of thousands of them apparently being liberated thousands of them not a single witness <laughs> as if that matters so I just hope that the freed underground mole children were quickly ushered back into the underground tunnels so they could watch the inauguration of Joey B on television. I just hope that the I hope that the underground mole children have now been herded up once again and returned to the tunnels from whence they came because they really that's where they belong now. The patriots are in control. <laughs> so let's get back to basics here. When you hear this, when you hear somebody use this term, 
Milo Yiannopoulos made comments that seemed to, that seemed to endorse sex between adults and children. Whenever you inject seemed to into it, you know it's BS. <laughs> because it doesn't matter. No, no, no. You don't have to seem. If that's what he did, you would say so. You have to report it. Oh, he seemed to do it in order to make people believe that that's what happened when it didn't. So let's get back to some basics. Don't worry about the mole children. Let's start with the Eng- basics of the English language. But after comments seemed to endorse sex seemed. between younger boys and older men and disparaging other people on Twitter, he was kicked off many social media platforms. He also Good. lost a book contract and he ended up having to sell his website. His revenue stream was severely affected. Fucking look at this guy. <laughs> look at this guy. This guy looks like an evil Bond He looks and speaks like an evil Bond villain. Have a listen to this. I don't know who this guy is. Platforms. Listen he this. also lost a book contract and he ended up having to sell his website. His revenue stream was... <laughs> oh, look at this guy. That, my friends, is an evil villain. That is an arch nemesis. He was also he was also forced to sell his website. The positive news here as we're moving forward is Bilinopolis's revenue streams have been severely affected. We have landed a, a fatal blow upon the uh, the man who enjoys black penis so much. His revenue stream was severely affected. <laughs> The star will be completed on schedule. Severely affected. Yanopoulos quickly faded from the public eye. Deplatforming, generally speaking, is is effective for... Deplatforming is effective for the mainstream. Mainstream social media platforms. It lowers the level of toxicity on those platforms. But... (laughs) (laughs) I love it when they say this. Deplatforming lowers the level of toxicity on these platforms. Just, I need you to think about this for a moment. Do you know what happens to a platform when you have one group of people insulting another group of people? And then that group of people are insulting the other group of people back. Do you know what happens when you remove one of the groups insulting the other people? The people who were in the other party in this little back and forward of throwing insults at one another. The other party now get far, 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 far more insulting. It, it doesn't. Banning people does not reduce toxicity. Banning people increases it. Because now the people who are left behind on the platform know that there are fewer people to, you know, fight back. So they get increasingly extreme. Because they're not, they don't have anything to measure themselves up against. And again, this is this is a byproduct. Get the lighters ready for the people who want to burn flags. This is a byproduct of this is what happens to a group, what happens to a movement when you dispense with anybody who, you know, oh, you're being too negative, bro. You're not going, why are you disagreeing, bro? Just go along with it, right? When you get rid of the dissenters in a group, that's what happens to it. It gets more extreme. And one day you're talking about we need to win our country back. Next day, you're talking about underground mole children being rescued by patriot, secret patriot armies around the world. That's what happens. When you get rid of the people 
who were in the group previously who were saying things like, well, you know, maybe slow down. Let's wait. Let's go over the evidence here. Let's go over the facts. Fucking burn. Get rid of him. Chase him into the cornfield. We've got no room for negativity. We've got no room for fear porn here, right? Next thing you know, you next thing you know, you're digging up, you're digging up fucking mole kids in Melbourne. Blind mole kids, of all. Deplatforming doesn't always make someone less popular. Oh. This is Laura Loomer. No more cancel culture. Loomer is a self-described proud Islamophobe who was banned from most social media and ride sharing. Happy Hanukkah, my nigga. Oh, Victor underscore von underscore shroom tipped five dollars. Thank you, Victor. Deplatforming an example. Okay, let's have a look. Thank you, Victor. Deplatforming an example. Angry German kid finally translated and sub properly to prevent the retarded soccer translations by a German dude. The name is Tobias. Okay. With this, I want to point out that this little retard is the worst example of German people. Seriously. Okay, that's good. I like worst examples. They're my favourite kind. Come on, load faster. Come the fuck on. I want to play Unreal Tournament. <laughs> Go, start the goddamn game. Don't be this. Don't become this. CK Benzona in the chat. Hyperventilating always makes it go faster. Sound advice. <laughs> Let's carry on here. Thank you, Victor. Getting their terms on hate speech. She was uh, deplatformed from uh, from Twitter. <laughs> this guy really is fucking evil. <laughs> I don't know anything about him, but he's just a supervillain. Whoever he is. <laughs> She was uh, also deplatformed from Twitter. Uh, we have severely impacted Michael, uh, Milo Yiannopoulos' revenue streams moving forward. You know, uh, deplatforming works. Deplatforming works. There's is nothing we can uh, say about this. Uh, what we do know is that uh, she was uh, removed from Twitter for various uh, hate, hate speech viol violations. And we have severely impacted uh, the ability for the uh, extremists and the far right to, you know, uh, collect monies from, you know, for other extremists. This is how the economy works on, on the far right. People fueling extremism. Uh, from Twitter. She also handcuffed herself to Twitter yes, offices. And then yes, she did. And she looked like a raving lunatic when she did it. Which, which I said at the time. This is something an insane person does. Sorry, I don't care if it is fucking Laura Loomer. I don't care if it is, you know, the queen of the the alt-light or whatever. I don't care. 
If you handcuff yourself to a building with a megaphone, I don't, whatever the message is, I don't care. You're a lunatic. That's not going to win any hearts and minds here. All that's going to happen is you're going to give, you're going to give an irritable asshole to all of the people who have worked so hard over the previous three or four years to meme the people who do stuff like this, to turn the other side into crazy, unhinged, hyperbolic, hysterical, you know, people to be mocked. And then you just go and do the same thing and fucking ruin it all. Other user live stream her protests. And so she was quite inventive in um, maintaining uh, attention to her so much so that she? she made it all the way into a congressional race. How dare she try to maintain attention? <laughs> Listen to the way these people talk to you. Now, I just criticized Laura Loom, and now I'm going to give her a pat on the back. This is the way these people, you are peasants to them. Well, I mean, we, we successfully removed uh, Laura Luma from various platforms, but she's still finding ways to uh, get attention from people. This is what we must, we must stamp this kind of behavior out in the future. We need to stop people from being able to get attention. Remember the clip we played on Monday night? CNN and the guys, the guys openly talking about the former Facebook executive saying that, no, these conservatives, they're like ISIS, basically. We need to treat it the same as we treat ISIS. So what we need to do is formulate strategies to suppress the ability for them to, you know, get attention online. They're openly telling you this. You know, we banned her, but she still got attention. I don't know what we're doing wrong. <laughs> because the discussion is no longer going to be, is it correct to ban people off YouTube and Twitter and Facebook and whatnot? The discussion is now going to be, have we banned enough people yet? Should we, shouldn't we have been banning more people this whole time? How could we let so many people go through without getting banned? That's the new talking point. And, you know, maintained her notoriety. Loomer ultimately lost in the general election. And of course, getting kicked off major platforms doesn't mean getting kicked off the internet. It cleans up social media, but it doesn't necessarily clean up the web. Uh, or clean up the internet uh, more generally. <laughs> they really do have balls of steel. You know, you know, when we remove these problematic individuals from social media. I mean, are we, are we really going far enough? I mean, that cleans up social media. But don't you think it's time we just start cleaning up the internet more generally? Quote. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I told you. Don't you think we should be doing more? Which is, in, in of itself, is a fucking lie, obviously. Because we just watched Parler get taken off the internet. Remember? <laughs> Remember? That happened like, that happened like last week. Well, I mean, we've cleaned up social media. Now it's time to cleanse. Now it's time to purge the rest of the internet. Oftentimes what will happen is that the individuals who have been deplatformed will go to smaller platforms. We'll see those individuals pop up on platforms that pride themselves on not having content moderation. They may have an audience then of individuals who are going to be more sympathetic to their messaging. You could also argue that... Oh my God. 
there's going to be individuals on these smaller platforms who are more sympathetic to their message. You see, it's messaging. They, they don't give any legitimacy to your view. That's what you have to understand here. No, no, no. You have, they have a message. You have an angle, right? And your messaging is that you've been banned and your messaging is that you prefer free speech. And, you know, you're going to go to these smaller platforms and find like-minded individuals who are like being, you're being hoodwinked by the messaging, right? You're being sold, you're being peddled to. When you can openly see that, you know, websites are now just being removed, people are being banned from banking applications, apps are being taken off app stores, right? You can openly see it taking place in front of you. Oh no, there's on those on these fringe websites, there's a few extremists who find sympathy with the messaging. <laughs> Fucking relentless, isn't it? <laughs> you, you've almost got you've almost got to tip your hat to them, the balls that they have. That it only hardens it um, only the, hardens the them. adherence. We tried to remove videos from the internet, from YouTube, and we had a little success in getting uh, YouTube uh, to remove our harasser, harasser, at least initially, from the platform. Matt Benassi and his wife were targets of a conspiracy theorist oh. who falsely claimed Benassi's wife brought coronavirus to China. Right. And despite some of the culprits being deplatformed, the Benassis say the harassment hasn't stopped. These people, even though you've taken them off one platform, they just migrate to another platform. When did YouTube take the Chinese government off YouTube? <laughs> because isn't it the official isn't it the official position of the Chinese government that the coronavirus was likely taken there by an American? <laughs> I mean, be careful there, CNN. Be careful who you accuse of being a conspiracy theorist. Careful now. Wouldn't want to cause an incident. And yeah, they lose, they lose subscribers and followers along the way, but yeah. their ardent or fervent folks that follow them just go with them. I think that is a a tool that that can help, um, but it's not the end all be all. No, the the end all be all is when we finally remove all of these people from the internet and ban them for life. That's how we're going to fix this. <laughs> I mean. I mean, we're cleansing social media, but we haven't even begun to cleanse the rest of the internet yet. I think that deplatforming can continue to be a good strategy, good. Yeah. but it needs to be done holistically and as part of a broader community. <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you, kids. I really don't. I, I know it's a shitty it's a shitty day for a lot of you out there a lot of you have been out there you know don't worry this is all gonna work out man we got this the Patriots are in control and all of that stuff so I'm not I'm not gonna berate you anymore today but I mean if you if you had hopes and dreams that this is all gonna work out I, I don't know what to tell you anymore I've tried all of the ways that I know how to tell you that maybe you're wrong. Maybe something else is happening here. Maybe, just maybe, it's not working out the way it's supposed to. Maybe, just maybe, you're not winning. Maybe, just maybe, there is no plan.
maybe. And now, CNN, we're openly discussing. Deplatforming is a great idea. Remember, at, remember, it wasn't that long ago where deplatforming itself was a conspiracy theory. Do you remember that? That was a couple of years ago. Where they would have said, we played them on this show. They would have Senate hearings. And the senators would say, this idea that conservatives are being deplatformed from social media is right wing. It's a, it's a far right conspiracy theory. We were playing the clips back then. So now deplatforming is not a conspiracy theory. No, no, it's a good policy, but it's only it's only effective if it's done holistically, meaning we have to remove you as part of a broader community. We have to get you off the internet, full stop. That's the only way it's going to work. Remember the MIT article we read, what was it, last week? MIT Technology Review. Deplatforming only works if you go far enough. <laughs> Andrew Jackson in the chat. Do you feel in control? <laughs> do, do you feel in charge? <laughs> what happened to all the money I gave you? You think this gives you power over me? I'm in charge here. Do you feel in charge? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's true. If you lose the ability to create a Facebook event. I've lost count of the amount of times that people over the last, you know, couple of years have told me, man, DC is running scared. I would, you know me, if you've been on this show for a while, you've know, you'd know that I've been, how many times have I said, they don't look scared to me. They look like they know exactly what they're doing. <laughs> right? Oh, man. Look at all the Democrats. They're terrified. They're running scared. They don't know what to do. Really? Because it looks to me like they're setting up to ban everybody off the internet right now. And Donald Trump is meeting with them in the Oval Office, patting them on the back, saying what a great fucking job they're doing. That's what it looks like to me. Nah, Boogs, you got it all wrong. Stop being so negative. What's really happening is the Democrats are terrified right now. It's all a show. It's all theatre. Huh? <laughs> And here, here we are. Fuck, fuck me dead. Here we are. How did we get here? I don't know. You must be a communist or something. What are you, a liberal? The hell's wrong with you? You were so negative. Lose the ability to reach the masses in the same way. If you lose the ability to use fundraising platforms like GoFundMe, then the individuals may not be able to do things like charter a bus to go to a violent protest. <laughs> we need to remove the ability for these people to make money as well. We need to remove the ability for people to raise money on like GoFundMe stuff because if we do that then they're not going to be able to charter a bus to go to their violent protests oh my goodness oh yeah <laughs> oh isn't it good thank you for keeping me safe internet to me it would be better if the controversial content were to be moderated, moderated. on social media platforms rather than having all these individuals or entire movements deplatformed and and forced into a, another se section of the internet i think it just creates you know further divides you might indeed see i told you i told you this right i used to be of the opinion that they want you in your own echo, cha echo chamber but i don't think that anymore i think that's wrong they don't 
what they want is for you to stay on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube, but just have your behavior corrected, right? They don't want you gone because all of their advertising is centered on these mainstream platforms, right? All of the money is in the mainstream platforms. All of the focus is on the mainstream platforms. They don't want you in your own little echo chamber. That's wrong. They want you on these mainstream platforms, but they want you being passive and obedient, right? So you ban a person here, you ban a person there, and then you say to everybody, okay, now this is the way you need to behave. So we want you to stay here and behave as we tell you. And yes, other people are going to other people are going to insult you, and then you'll insult them back, and you'll be the one that's banned, not them, because we want you here taking the abuse. We want you here taking the insults. We don't want you insulting people back. Because you need to be made to understand what a terrible extremist you are. You need to be made to feel shame. You need to be punished. We need to program you into accepting that you are a bad person, right? So they want you to stay. They can't do that when you go to your other little platforms. They want you there and passive and just, you know, doing as you're told. Fitting within a nice little range of allowable behavior. And when you step outside, they'll give you a little whack on the back of the hand with a ruler, like a, you know, like a Catholic school teacher. You know, sit up straight. Hit you on the back of the head with the ruler. And you'll 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 sit up straight and you'll you won't, you know, you won't stray outside. You know, take the demonetization, for example. They'll say, well, no, 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 we're demonetizing you now, but if you just change the way you do things, if you just change your behavior, if you just, you know, stop being controversial and maybe stop swearing, you know, maybe just behave a little bit more like these people over here, then we'll let you have your monetization back, right? It's about correcting your, it's correcting your behavior like a dog. They're training you like a puppy. If you piss on the rug, you'll be kicked outside. If you sit down and wait patiently, you'll get a treat. So they don't want you to leave at all. Further growth of this alt tech infrastructure far beyond just social media. President Trump has, you know, spent the last four years building trust with online communities. And you know, the media doesn't want to talk about it. There are individuals who will always trust him and now follow him to whatever platform he goes to next. I think that's just the reality of where we are. It's the reality of where we are, the reality that you help to create. With that, ladies and gentlemen, we'll probably leave it there. Thank you for joining us on this Friday night, Friday night, Wednesday night edition of the Daily Boogie. Another quick round of applause to Joey B, the new American president. It's going to be amazing. And, you know, if I pissed you off today on Twitter, okay, if you listen to this show, and you decide that I actually am just a liberal plant who, you know, this has all been a big fucking operation for the whole time, then okay, whatever. But like I said at the opening, like I said at the top, I have no interest in trying to be popular with people who would just instantly turn on you the second you say something that they disagree with. So let the chips fall where they may. But that's it for me for tonight. Uh, If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then head to patreon.com slash boogie bumper. 
Become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you'd like to unfollow me on Twitter, then you can do so by following me, unfollowing me at Boogie Bumper. Don't forget to follow our friends, uh, Irrational Times, Coffee Talk with Sandra, everybody's favourite lover of Frenchwoman, Mersh, JJ Stoner, Royce Lopez, tip of the hat to the ROTC boys, of course. Uh, JJ, I've said JJ, Joy of Pessy, Major Tom, Sunday Night Chicho, Frozen Asian, Spent D. Who else have we got? Mr. America, The Beard of Truth. Um, don't forget the Kimmy Show. Thursday, you're going to Kimmy Show. Uh, don't forget tomorrow night, Winning TV with Victor Von Schroom, ladies and gentlemen. 6.30pm here on Trovo, trovo.live slash winning TV and I won't be here on Friday because I've got a family thing to attend to so I'll see you again next Monday and maybe the world will be a very different place by then who knows maybe the plan will kick in by Monday we'll just have to wait and see so until then stay calm stay rational God bless and we'll see you soon bye bye bye